Welcome to Girl Talk with your host, Melissa Ann. Girl Talk is that show which discusses the real issues black women face being a mom, a dad, a wife, a girlfriend, a sister, a co-worker, a therapist, or whatever hat black women wear on any particular day. Why? Because black women are just dope. Without further ado, here is your host, Melissa Ann. Welcome to Girl Talk with your girl, Melissa Ann. Man, what an exciting um, podcast we have today. We have an awesome um, woman, strong black woman, Michelle Weathersby, who is going to talk to us today about hiding behind the mask. Man, what mask are you hiding behind? This is going to be an awesome, awesome conversation. And Michelle, I'd love for an an opportunity for you to introduce yourself so that we can go ahead and jump into the conversation. Hey guys, so my name is Michelle Weathersby. And like Melissa said, we're gonna talk about hiding behind the mask because we've all done it. Some of us, we continue to do it. And a lot happens in corporate America that happens within our community. It even happens at places of worship. So this is just going to be really, really interesting. And um, and believe it or not, if you're married, you might be still behind behind a mask and how to unveil the real you. So I'm excited. So Melissa, let's take it away, girl. <laughs> okay, yeah. Michelle, let me tell you something. I really, really am enjoying your energy. So I'm glad that we're having this conversation. So when we talk about hiding behind the mask, every woman might have a different um, definition of that. What you, you know, basically what you just said, whether it's in your marriage, at work, with your family, what is your definition of hiding behind a mask? So my definition of hiding behind a mask is not being your true self. Mm. Or you're not bringing your complete self to a different or or an environment or to a certain situation. And we're doing this because we want to satisfy others. And sometimes we believe that they may not really enjoy or appreciate a part of us. And so, of course, this comes from the way that we grew up. This comes from social media. This comes from TV that we watch. And then if we're in corporate America... We're watching executives and senior management and we hear what they're saying and we're hearing like, oh, that's acceptable. That's not acceptable. So again, we're really trying to fit within a certain space. And so one of the ways that we do that is we bring a mask forward so so we can be like, you know, nobody doesn't want to be hated. Well, right. Some people do. That's how they make their money, girl. But... <laughs> For the most part, right? We don't want to be hated. We want to be loved. And with that, there's a lot of pretense behind that, which can be, especially for women, extremely exhausting. Yeah, it's it's mental baggage that we carry each and every day when we go to work because you're having to take on these different personas. And, you know, companies say, bring your whole self to work. You don't really want me to bring my whole self to work, right? You want the parts that's going to benefit you. So, you know, a lot of times, especially in my writings, I talk about, okay, well, I can't even wear my hair in the natural state that it comes in because it may offend someone, right? Or if I become 
passionate about a particular topic at work and I'm defending myself, then that's another label. So what do you, (laughs) what have been some of your experiences? So like you, um, in my writings, I've, I've written a couple of books and one of them is called Code Switching um, in Black America. And so the follow up on that is uh, is executive uh, black executive president presence in corporate America. And so you mentioned the hair. You know, it's like when we hear about microaggressions, like, oh, I just I want to touch your hair. Why are you touching my hair? Isn't that sexual harassment? Step step back. You know, it's like, why you got to touch my hair? What does that have to do anything about me being in a meeting that that your focus is on my hair? Your focus is on my earrings. Your focus is on my shoes. Your lipstick. Yes, it should be. Can Michelle do the job? If Michelle can do the job, that's the only thing that my focus should be on. And that goes for men and women. And so how do you bring that into your job? So I'm going to speak first for corporate America. It all depends what type of game you want to play. You know, so if we do want to get into that executive space and I talk about that, let's get up into that executive space. And once we up there, then we can knock the doors off the hinges and we can really bring people in who can really bring their full self or full, obviously professional self, because just like any atmosphere, just like any environment that, you know, that there is some type of protocol, of course, like when you go into the club, you, you're not all buttoned up. When you go to the club, you little loose, you're looking cute. You know what I'm saying? You don't have that same vibe when you go into corporate America. You know, it's like you, you have, to, there are certain foundational rules, but beyond that, we do. We want you to bring yourself. If you're not comfortable with that yet, build up to it, whatever that is. You know, maybe you do want to have a cute shoes, build up to that and just have a regular suit on. If you want to wear the hoop earrings, which I don't understand the hoop earrings, but sometimes you look at the hoop earrings and they might think, oh my gosh, she's loose. I was like, I didn't know hoop earrings could do all that. <laughs> so so expound on that. You do like hoop earrings, you don't like hoop earrings. Oh, I love hoop earrings. What? Okay. Are you okay. Me? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I'm from New York. We wear we wearing hoops all day long. So I yeah, I love me some hoops, but I've I've found that. I'm wearing them smaller and sometimes I'll go out and exp- if you can't really see them, I'll wear them a little larger, but I do that because I was called out on my hoop earrings, like in public in a corporate setting. And someone took, you know, moved my hair in a meeting with a, a ton of people and showed my earrings and everyone busted out in laughter. From that point on, I was like, okay, well, I guess that's not professional but professional to whom i love that professional to whom so me i do not like studs unless they are what like 10 20 mm's around my ears you know really look cute you know and diamonds <laughs> right 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 other than that i don't i don't do studs they just don't roll with me but like you said you decided based off of what was said, you know, obviously you were uncomfortable. I, you know, when I say that there is no judgment there, you know, this, that, but you decided that if I'm going to reach from point A to point X, and they're talking about my hoop earrings, then I need to bring it down in size. But if I don't care, I'm going to continue wearing my hoop earrings because I'm comfortable with that. 
and they were uncomfortable for whatever reason they were just uncomfortable with it and and, and that's one of the questions where again we we come across like why are you so uncomfortable with me you know like right now i got all this energy and people are like oh you're so aggressive and i'm like but you never say that about john you know he high-fiving the guys oh yeah man x y and z but michelle coming high five they be like what's wrong with her you know <laughs> and, you know don't ain't she got work to do or don't she have work to do of course i do but i'm a social person i say hi what's going on and i sit out and i do my job that does not negate me reaching and meeting my deadlines so again it all depends who's the boss whoever's the boss they're the one who makes the rules and until you're the boss then you can change the rules and if you're not the boss <laughs> you gotta abide by any rules with again whatever environment that you're in and that goes back to you still because reality is we're not sitting in those spaces like you said earlier right so we're we're still going to hide behind the mask of who we really are until either we change the mindset of those people that are sitting in those seats right or we we have the mentality of i'm just going to be me and they accept me for me while i do my work doesn't always pan out that way and and honestly this is a whole new conversation a whole new show like <laughs> when people get up into those seats that look like us they ain't necessarily bringing us with them that's right. I, you know, as my kids tell me, and they call me a boat rocker, right? <laughs> I'll be out there rocking that boat, girl. And they're like, there's too much water coming into the boat because I had enough. You know, I look at my kids and I'm like, this was been fixed when I got in corporate America and these shenanigans are still going on. So what do we need to do about it? You know, so it was one group that I was a part of. And so, and you know which group that I was a part of, so I'm not going to say the name. And I created the Black Professionals Network. So, you know, if you guys look that up, then you'll figure it out. <laughs> so anyhow, um, so when I was creating this group, it was it was created because I got in corporate America. I looked at the org chart and I was like, where are all the Black people? Where's mm -hmm. all the executives? Where is this? Where is that? And I was like, we need to create a group to put a spotlight on people of color. And so I was told, it was like, hey, if you make this group, people are gonna feel excluded. And I was like, it's too late. We already feel excluded. Right. And so I was told no, and that you can't create the group. And I said, I hear what you're saying, but again, I told you I'm a boat rocker. I went right up to corporate and I said, how come we can't have this? And I said, and this is the reason why we're having it. So I just didn't say, oh, how come we can't have us as black people? Y'all treating us bad. No, I had to come with an agenda of why it was needed. And because I was able to, to, to have that data behind it, then they were like, oh, great, we got it. But that was great for that end. But just like our people, see, we have to change that mindset that we have, that our people was like, well, Michelle, why'd you create, create this group? I don't want to be a, a part of a group who's going to create an uprising within corporate America. I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? I was like, that's not what the group is for. So I was getting it from both sides. So I was yeah. getting it both from the non-whites and I was getting it, uh, well, I'm sorry, I was getting it from the blacks and I was getting it from, with you know, other than black, whites, non-whites of why do you have this group? You're making us feel uncomfortable. And, mm -hmm. I, and I said again, 
it was too late we we already feel uncomfortable you know again looking at that org chart there was nobody who was svp or the first svp that they got was this lady who was in a junior role wasn't even a manager and a year before she retired they made her an svp so they could be like oh yeah this person worked here for 25 years and and she was one of the svps for 12 months that don't count you knew she was <laughs> you knew she was retiring so it's crazy girl it's just crazy, it's crazy. yeah so what do you you know what do you think are some of the steps to remove the mask i mean and a lot of it is fear because people want wealth too right we want generational wealth we want to build legacies so we will stay behind those masks because we want to be able to have jobs we want to be able to feed our family but be able to retire comfortably so they're not all boat rockers we're not all boat rockers like michelle right so what are some of the baby steps people can make what are some small changes you know we can make as a community to remove the mask and feel more free yes that's really really good so one of the first things is most definitely understand that your job will not create wealth for you so you know it, it, you might be making 125,000 150,000 you know honestly how do you how do you fit that in that that's going to give you wealth that's not going to give you wealth it's time to step out of that that is to help to fund whatever your wealth project is so i, I need to say that again yes you so do your nine to five is to help fund your wealth project or projects one of the small things you need to do is give yourself a deadline of how long that you are going to be in that corporate space uh -huh. all right and so with that then you begin to think of like well, what am i going to do out of corporate america what would you love to do if again if money was no object and it's just easy what is that thing that people say you know what you do that so easy like you know it takes me this that and the other and they're willing to pay you for it and right you do it like that and so right there's where i came into effect of you know the hr space uh helping people with their linkedin profiles helping them with their resumes um strategic coaching sessions it's like bringing whatever your strengths that you have out of you and putting it on paper that's easy for me some people they don't like to talk to folks they're like oh i don't know how you could do that if you're a coder you're like michelle i just i just came out of uh, college but i love the code that make up an app do you know how many right. apps are out there the opportunity start with your friends start with your family and tweak those apps you know i met this young man the other day and he was like i'm creating a a platform just like zoom because we know zoom is just inundated he was like i'm doing it so he tried it out on me and i was like that's not working that's not working you know it was you know he was tweaking in getting the bugs out guess what i could i could see this app and it was really really good a black man i could see this app you know going and hitting different groups within three months again once everybody is on this platform different people are on this platform this is where his wealth begins to be nourished and created okay right. and so if we're not thinking outside of that you know some of you like uh oh, michelle i don't want to i don't want to do a job i don't i don't i want to i don't i just want to have a job i don't want to have my own business 
And so going back to, well, what are some of the steps? Make a list, have your vision board, and really think about how this job is benefiting you to first reach your targets and reach your goals. And just do it no more than three to five years. If you don't see yourself moving several steps up, it's the wrong job. Okay? Okay. It's the wrong job. It's time to, and I've seen it time and time again, people leave a business or leave a company, come back two years later, and they're promoted four to five levels up. Okay. If you got to go from one corp to another, you know, you may say like, well, that looked like job hopping. I'm going to tell y'all what other folks do it and they make in bank. Okay. And it's time to get out of that fear. But that's again, what I was going to say is yeah. fear, fear. Mm-hmm. How do you get yourself out of fear to say, okay, I am using this as a tool for whatever it is my passion is, but you have a fear of, well, what if it doesn't work and I can't pay my bills? We have that fear instilled in us. And I guess it's instilled from us, you know, from young kids, right? Like your parents always had steady work. Well, you think when I think back on it, my mom really was an entrepreneur. She cleaned houses, but she didn't look at it that way. She was looking at it as um, she was putting food on the table along with my dad or making sure I had things that <laughs> were out of reach for her. But I didn't care being selfish. Right. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I think a big, big part of what you said encompasses a lot of fear and then again that mask you know what are people going to think about me if i decide to be a podcaster what are people going to think about me if i become a consultant and i fail a lot of that is is like you said fear so how do you get out of that fear pocket because you've done it yes uh i do a lot of stuff fearful i Mm -hmm. have to um And we have to understand that everyone will not like us. It is what it is. I don't care who you say, what you say. I mean, just think about it. Just found out what uh, Kanye West is worth, I think, $6.8 billion. Billion, yep. Do you know how much flack that guy get? He be like, Ann, I'm worth $6.8 billion. Whatever you say, don't take away from that money, right? Yeah, you know what I say to the, I always say, that's okay. He's X, Y, Z all the way to the bank. Right. right. (laughs) You know. (laughs) No, and that's exactly what it is. You know, I I, like the books that I wrote and the books I have out there. It's like, this is not for everybody. You know, God has made us to attract or be attracted to other people for reasons. Other than that, there would be only one Tony Robbins. Okay. Yeah. There would only be one John Maxwell. There would be only one Lisa Nichols. There would be only one Oprah. Everybody don't like Oprah. Oprah don't care with her billion dollar self. She's like, <laughs> whatever, right? She was like, that'll take away from my billions. You know, Oprah, she has uh, created different shows. Oprah has always been talked about. I've heard the horrible things that they've said about her physical appearance. I've heard what they talked about her relationship with her longtime boyfriend, that does not stop her from creating. That does not stop her from speaking. 
And yes, people are mean. People are just awful. But you know what? I'm going to tell you what. When I left the company that I left and all of a sudden, you know, folks were saying things about me. Yes. And so within and on LinkedIn, you could see. Okay, so I know I'm telling this secret on LinkedIn. I, I won't tell you. I won't tell everybody how, but I'll tell you later, Melissa, <laughs> that you can see folks who've been looking at your information, folks who are following you, right? These are folks who are saying bad things about me. I don't know what they're saying now, but you know what? We need our haters. We need our haters. So when we step out and we see them, I mean, we be like, hey, what's going on? I mean, we all happy. Look at me now. You know, you say I couldn't do, like you say, X, Y, and Z. Look at me. I'm changing people's lives. Amen. I'm helping people grow. Yeah. And and if I thought that your opinion mattered, right? I wouldn't have done it. But God has 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 um, instructed me to do what I needed to do to help others. And even within that, that uh, this year, 2021. I am going to help 200,000 plus people reach their targets. That's going to help reach their goals. And that's through how to do your LinkedIn profile, resume writing, career development strategies, code switching. What do you need help with? Let's have a conversation because you have people who need you and you're not in place. You got to get in place. You are that missing piece. Let's get you in place so you can help others. Amen. You know what that is, you know, if if I were to say that was the word for the day, it was it's it is come from behind your mask, but coming from behind your mask requires to requires you to stop thinking about what others are saying. I know that that's always a sticky point for me. Why they not like in my post? Okay. Well, it's because you ain't doing it. You upset cuz I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that is a hindrance for people, not just me, but other people, it discourages people. It can be a discouragement when you put something up that you put your heart and soul and you put it out and then social media says it's sucked because I didn't like it. Right. But the biggest thing that we all have to keep in mind is the prize, the end game. And, And people who really want to follow you will follow you. You don't have to worry about the naysayers or the haters who are mad because they don't have the confidence to do what you, Michelle, are doing. They don't have the confidence to say, I'm helping 200,000 people. And sometimes they don't have the means to do it. They don't have the wherewithal to do it. Right. Right. I love that. I love that. You know, I, I, my pastor, absolutely. I love him and his wife. And one of the things he talked about us being lions and eagles. And so the eagle is like the king of the air. Okay. And the lion, the king of the jungle. And if we're kings and queens and we are taking over our community in a positive way, why are we hanging around a bunch of turkeys and chickens? Okay. Because <laughs> can you follow me all the way up? Like you said, keeping your eye on the prize. I'm going a, I'm to a keep soaring. And them jokers going to fall to the ground trying to keep up with me. And instead of really investing in themselves, you know, or saying, how come you flying so high? How come you not down here? 
an ego is not made to peck. Do you hear me? Okay. Right. Right. I am not a chicken. I eat some girl. I just had me some uh, air fried chicken wings and they were good. All right. <laughs> That's what chicken's good for. I, I am not a chicken. Right. I have things to do. All right. <laughs> right. And it's funny. That's an awesome analogy because even as the king of the jungle, the king of the air, as humans who are supposed to be not, you know, the king of the world or queens of the world, we're afraid of those two two entities, right? We're not going near an eagle and we're so, or a lion, right? Because we don't know what it will do to us. But first of all, when you see an eagle, I know for myself, it's like so majestic. Like you're like, oh my God, an eagle. So if you compare yourself to those things, man, how awesome is that? That was a great analogy. Right, right. And so I, I want us to really think about what mask are we bringing to whatever environment that we are in? You know, when I, in the book, when I talk about code switching, I even talked about growing up in Detroit, Michigan. I grew up in Detroit and I was in a neighborhood that had two gangs in it. My parents, they had uh, four girls, four boys. And so they were always trying to recruit my brothers, you know, to carry the drugs. And so, of course, they were trying to recruit me and my sisters as being girlfriends, you know, of these drug dealers. And so my mom was a, uh, uh, a preacher's daughter and my dad, he was a minister. So my dad, he wasn't going for them shenanigans. He was like, if anybody is going to punch you, you know, when you do your initiation, for the gangs, then guess what? I'm going to punch you out. You'd be like, man, like really dad? And so, <laughs> so the thing is that because we were in that type of like environment, he was just, you know, he was really, really, they, my, both of my parents were really careful about how they taught us. Now, you know, again, they taught us about God and, and the Trinity and stuff. And that was great. But how do I portray that when I'm in school? So in school, I had to do a whole lot of code switching because I watched the kids who talked about God and they got beat up, you know, so I would go to school and I would talk that slang because guess what? I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be a part of the group. I wanted to be this. But, you know, when you're around something long enough, positive or negative, it begins to it, it begins to show it because it begins to come out. You know, but again, it's like, where are you? Where do you really want to be? What are you all? What are you all about? What are your goals? And if your goals, again, is not at that place of of employment, it's time to look, guys. And the best time to look for a job is when you have a job, because that way you're not running into a burning building like, oh, man, it's the best job. No, take your time. Look at the job, see is a good fit. And again, when you have a job and you're able to do that, then you you will. You'll find a great job, but just realize this is another stepping stone. This is to help again finance your wealth projects. Yeah. And I think, you know, to kind of piggyback off of that, a lot of it is self um reflection and looking inside of who you are as an individual. And like you said, I think the first step was creating a, a vision board. 
and then, you know, making a list of where you want to be in the next three to five years. And then what would you say would be the third thing that people need to do? Because it's baby steps. We're, we're not going to go into work tomorrow and be like, I need to remove my mask and I'm wearing hoops and I'm going to code switch. We're not doing that. What are the baby <laughs> steps that we need to take to in order to live in our at, in our full potential and live in what God has put you in? What's the, you know the person that God wants you to be? That's good. Um, so for corporate America, baby steps is first of all to ask questions. So really ask the question of ask your manager. Um, and, and this will help you also to get an idea of what other people, how other people view you. Ask them, how do you see me? Do you see me a manager of people? And if they say, mm, not really, you're like, well, where, where do you see me? What is the highest position that you see me at? And the reason why I ask that is they're not telling you what you're going to be. But usually in conversations, that is what they're portraying to other managers. And they're portraying to other managers of like, oh, I only see Michelle as an analyst. You know, she doesn't do X, Y, and Z. And this is why I see her, you know, because we usually trust what our friends tell us, right? And so from there, you need to make a decision of, is that really me? Is that where I want to be? Because if that's where I want to be, it's fine. But if it's not where I want to be, then you ask the manager, well, I don't want to be that. I want to be this. So what are the steps to that? You know, because a lot of times HR has things laid out and uh, uh, for the career development strategies, you know, for this particular position, you have to, you know, reach this within this amount of time. Ask them what the layout is. And believe it or not, there's some managers, they don't even know what it is. So they don't have your best interest at heart. Should they all the time have it? No, you should always have your best interest at heart. So you have to be proactive. And then also you need to let them know, I want to be manager of whatever that is. And I need you to help me get there. Again, this is setting their mindset, changing their mindset, letting them know that you want to grow. And either they're going to agree or they're not. And they're going to say, yeah, I don't know why you want to do all that because I don't see you there. Well, it's time for another manager. And that may mean another job within the company or that just may mean another job. OK, and you have to be realistic and all that's hurtful. I'll be the first one to say you be like, what Where are you getting this from? You know, it's this bias. You, it's, it is what it is. But now you have taken control of. I heard it. Either I have support or I don't have support. Now, what do I need to do? And it's time to make that plan and most definitely find support. You know, you have your girlfriends who help you, your spouse, your sisters, your family, your brothers, whoever it is to help you reach those goals. Get help. It's not. The yeah. Wrong help. Yeah. Help. Yeah. You, you know, we we live in silos. We don't, we talked about it earlier. We sometimes you are fearful of asking people for help because A, you don't want them to seem like you're struggling or you don't really trust people. But that's a whole new show. 
I have a few very, 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 very wise mentors. And one said the same exact thing. Ask the question of where do you see me? If that person says they don't see you in a leadership role, believe them. You either have to leave or convince them, bring the data on why you think that you should be. Another wise mentor told me that you could love your job to death, love every aspect of your job. But if you have a bad leader, you have to go. You, you have to move on. I agree. And um, if you stay there, you're just going to stay there and rock because the leader's not going to move you and you're just going to be in a really um, bad predicament. <laughs> so with that said, Michelle, I got to tell you, I could keep talking to you for another um, 30 minutes. But um, I want to ensure that you come back because I really enjoyed this. And, but I um, wanted to give you the opportunity to tell people about what you do, um, how they could reach you, and how they could grow from you. Um, yeah, so Melissa and I, we met, I want to say like, ooh, what is it, three, four years ago, um, really talking on the space about the mask within corporate America. And so what I do is, so one of the things that I do is I help individuals really make their professional persona stand out uh, with uh, career development strategies. And this is how to leverage LinkedIn, um, how to really have just a fantastic resume. You know, when it's time for annual reviews, what to do way before you have your annual review, because it's like when you're having that meeting and the annual review, it's too late. It's a lot of times they can't change it. So really having those discussions and, and just really building leadership in there because we all we all are leaders of something, but knowing exactly how far you can go is really, really important. So people can reach me. First of all, I'm on LinkedIn all over the place. Again, that's my platform. I call it my platform. <laughs> I know LinkedIn might think something totally different, but, uh, but that's my platform. And uh, I could be I could be reached at Michelle M I C H E L L E Weathersby W E A T H E R S B Y dot com. Most definitely check out my books. Uh, look at code switching. Uh, like I said, I have code switching. I do um, training and sessions on that, and it's pretty much to help you get to the next level until you begin to make the rules. So when you're the boss, you make the rules, then you can really help others bring their authentic self within uh, within their organization. And where so can they find your books? They can find my books uh, either on my website at michelleweathersby.com or you can check out my books on Amazon. Um, I have quite a few books and workbooks out there really to help with leadership strategies every 90 days, you need to have a strategy after that 90 days, grab another book, another strategy. And that's what I'm all about is helping people reach those targets that will help to reach their goals. Well, I'm in awesome, awesome, awesome job. It has been a pleasure here. And I am so excited for the listeners to listen to this podcast about removing your mask and um remember um i see you because i am you and thank you for listening 
You have just listened to the Girl Talk podcast with your host, Melissa Ann. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Until next time, remember, I see you because I am you.